Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. Joining me, as always, when it comes to this podcasting venture that we have on the Great Geek Refuge, his name is Steve Monick. Chewy, to your Han Solo? Uh, yeah, all right, I'll allow it. I mean, I'd, I'd want to be Luke. I mean, just because, you know, I want to be a Jedi. Um, speaking of which, we're less than a month... Well, I mean, it's it's actually like one calendar month away to when we go to Disney World, and it'll be our first trip to Star Wars Land to uh, the Galaxy's Edge, and I get to build my own lightsaber, Steve. I'm so fucking excited. You have no idea. It's gonna be awesome, man. I was trying to explain it to Chelsea today. She was just like, "Why do you need a lightsaber? Don't you have one already?" I was like, "Yeah, but I didn't get to build it." And she was like, "Well, what's the difference? They have those toy ones that you can build." And I was like, "But those are made of plastic. This one's made of metal." And she's like. You really have to have a two hundred dollar toy, and I was like, "Yes, yes, I do. I absolutely do." And like, it's I keep having to justify it in my head because like the logical like father brain of mine is like two hundred dollars that that really could go towards something more useful. But like eight year old Mike Lunsford is just like fighting so hard. He's like, "No, no, I need this. I need this. It is an adult responsibility. I need this lightsaber. How dare you try to take this from me?" Like it's. <laughs> It's so stupid, but I don't care. I want this thing so bad. Like, I I envisioned building my own lightsaber. Like, when, when, when you heard Darth Vader say to Luke, I see you've constructed a new lightsaber. I was like, wait, you can build those? You don't just go buy one? Is that how that works? Because none of us knew back then, like, what we know now after the, you know, the prequels and all the other stuff. But, like... I didn't know how you got lightsabers. Like, I, I didn't know if you had to, like, you know, cut off a bunch of box tops of, like, Jabba O's and send them <laughs> in with a self-addressed stamp envelope, you know, and then have it mailed back to you. I don't know. Nobody, none of us knew how it worked. No, you you were given them by old men. That's it. <laughs> gross. <laughs> I don't know what's gross about that. I mean, you go into an old man's house that you never met before. He starts babbling on about his religion, and then he pulls, you know, the, the the shaft out of the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he says he says he says that he has something for you, and it's in a special yeah. box, and we have to turn the lights off before you can see it. <laughs> There's nothing creepy about that. I don't I don't see how that's not normal. I mean, come yeah, on. yeah. He turn he he basically turns you into a jihadist terrorist and like <laughs> manipulates you with his his crazy his crazy like relic religion like hey do this thing where you like learn how to use all these special powers and you get this laser sword there's no way that this could be dangerous or ever used against other people trust me it'll be fine like <laughs> and like he he just <laughs> dies and as he's dying he's basically like kill them all and then talks to you after the grave and helps you blow up an entire space station full of people although i gotta say that's one of my favorite part of the movie clerks when they have the discussion about yeah whether or not it was okay to explode all those people. And then and the contractor comes in, he's like, they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the second Death Star? He's like, yeah, yeah. Had, that was a massive undertaking. Like, there had to have been innocent contractors on there. No, they knew what they were getting, there, getting themselves yeah. into. 
Oh man, it's it's just one of those things where like I really haven't put too much thought into it other than that like childlike excitement and wonder of getting because uh, the place is called Sabi's Workshop, right? And first off, you have to have an appointment and you can't mention to them when you walk into the world that you're going to build a lightsaber because lightsabers are, are, are contraband and you can't tell them that that's what you're looking for. You have to say, hey, where can I find some good scrap metal? And they tell you, oh, over at Sabi's workshop, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And that's where you go like into this like secret back room and you get to build a lightsaber with this dude who's teaching you how to do it. And, like, it's just it's such a cool concept where like Jedi are like not supposed to be something that that are like spoken of because the First Order is trying to exterminate all of them. And it's it's just I love like this land is so encompassing too. like I'll have obviously I'll have a full report when I come back. But like everybody's in character. Like it, it's it's just like it's it's gonna be so cool. And Jax gets to build his own droid. Like he's gonna build a BB-8 unit, and like, yeah, you, you get to customize the colors, and like you can give it a personality, so it can be like extra sassy or whatever. Which like just sounds like a ton of fun. And he's super excited about that. I'm super excited about the lightsaber. Like there's the food there is like weird and quirky, and it seems like something you would get on an alien planet. It's not just like chicken tenders and popcorn. No, it's like strange alien food they have blue milk and they have the gross green milk that luke drank in uh, last jedi like it's I i'm super excited about this like it's I I'm, I'm so down for this you have no idea oh i have an idea yeah, of <laughs> course that's, how I, that's how i'd feel about it too yeah i mean that's uh, gosh and it's one of those things where it's i'm so glad this thing exists and it's gonna be there and frankly It'll be kind, not that it won't still be crazy and busy and everything, but the initial, it's brand new hype will be died down a little bit by the time Jack's old enough to go. Yeah. But damn, I wish this thing was around when I was a kid. I know, right? Me too. Not it's, that I'm going to do anything different. It's yeah. just that it's a little more socially acceptable to do it when I was the age of, say, middle school than that. Yeah, yeah, right. I think that it's, I mean, if you think about it, though, it's like that scene in um, in Step Brothers when they're talking about the night vision goggles. He's like, man, these would have been great when we were 12. He's like, it's even better when we're 40. Like, yeah. that's that's kind of how I feel about it is you can almost appreciate it a little bit more as, as an adult. And it's... <laughs> It's going to be fun and it's going to be a blast and it's going to be something that like that's the other thing, too, is I feel like I, you're going to feel like you're a kid in all of this. And and that's what's going to be awesome about it. There's been a number of times because I'm, I'm on a couple different like Star Wars subreddits and when I'm just scrolling through and seeing what's going on, um, you know, I'll, I'll catch like videos that people have posted of some like really cool and really sweet things that I see down there. Like you said, it's like super duper immersive. So people will be posting like, yeah, I just took, you know, my daughter down there or whatever. And she's dressed up like Ray and like the first order actors are, are screwing with her or like Chewie comes and like runs around with the little girl or something like that. And it's like, yeah. that's why these things exist is to just make some little kids like little fantasy or little dream or whatever come true. And that's just so freaking awesome. <laughs> It really is, man. There's this video out there, and uh, I'll have to see if I can track it down and share it on the uh, on the uh, the GGR uh, group page that we have. But what it is is this little girl, and in Hollywood studios, they have they used to they they got rid of it because of uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge now because all of the Star Wars stuff is there. But they had a 
a parade that they would do every day where the first order would basically march down like the big promenade there in the middle of Hollywood studios. And this little girl was dressed up like gray and she was like standing there and basically like made it look like she was using the force and like, like making the characters turn to the right. Cause they were literally, that's where they were turning was like right where she was standing. Right. And like Boba Fett walks by and she like pushes up the force thing. And Boba Fett gives her like the knowing nod. Like he stayed in character. Because Boba Fett wouldn't be like, oh, let me give this little girl a hug. He just, like, gave her, like, that knowing Boba Fett nod. And, like, Darth Maul, like, glared at her and, like, stopped and stared at her for, like, two seconds. And you were like, oh, God. And he, like, walked off. And, like, Kylo Ren did the same thing. And then Chewie shows up and, like, gives her, like, the biggest bear hug ever. And then, like, Ray shows up, too. And Ray is like, oh, my God, that's so great. You look just like me. And, like, they had this awesome conversation. And like you said, yeah, it's it's for the kids. And it's it's awesome seeing this, like seeing these kids get to play like they're part of this world. And it's when Jax was really, really little. The first time we went to Disney World, we got on this magic carpet Aladdin ride in um, in Magic Kingdom. And it was like it was like the first ride of the day. Right. And he had um I don't know how they do it, man. The people that work there are just incredible. It's like a network of spies because they managed to communicate with each other. But they saw he was wearing this button that said my first Disney trip. And they got the people that are Aladdin and Jasmine that are like the characters to come out and ride Aladdin's magic carpets with Jackson and Chelsea. It was awesome. It was wow. like the coolest thing. They they were they were probably losing their minds. Jax was just like, oh, yeah, you, you know, he's like little, he's like, what, like four? And he's like, I got to ride the magic carpets with Aladdin and Jasmine. What did you do today? And I'm like, not that. Like, <laughs> you got me, kid. Jeez. <laughs> exactly. Right. Your day was way cooler than mine. And like, that's, it's, it's cool doing this stuff as an adult. But honestly, like, that's the best part is just like watching, watching my kid just like, both of them, both Chelsea and Jax, just absolutely be in their in their happy place, you know, to steal a Disney term. And what was even cooler, too, was like. I we had been to like baseball games and stuff where uh, where like Jax had gotten to meet like mascots and stuff like that. And he was kind of lukewarm to him. You know how some people are not like really big mascot fans? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some kids run away from Donald Duck. And, exactly. Right. Uh, so and sometimes. <laughs> I'm the opposite, though. For whatever reason, whenever I see somebody in like one of those mascot costumes, I immediately start laughing because I think it's like the coolest thing ever. But <laughs> Jax, we didn't know how he was going to respond because he was kind of like lukewarm to him. He was like, I don't know. And what ended up happening was he met a few of the characters and he was like, yeah, I'll go smile for the pictures because I know that mom, that's what mom wants. But when he saw Donald Duck, because Donald Duck has always been my favorite. When he saw Donald Duck for the first time, like he made a beeline for that dude and like sprinted to him and like wrapped his arms around him. And he has this big smile on his face. And I took a picture and I and we got the perfect picture of the of of him hugging Donald Duck. And I, I've never seen a smile on this kid's face like that before. And like it was so cool that he was just like that excited to see one of these characters. And it's like that. That's what makes it worth it. Like. I know the, the typical dad thing is like, oh, this is a lot of money. Oh, we got to go on vacation. Oh, I'm grumpy. Dads are grumpy. But like it was it was so worth it seeing him. That excited about it. It was it was it was really dope. First off, great impression of a dad. <laughs> yeah, that was I was like, whoa, he's like he's channeling a, a grumpy dad right now. Well done. Uh, but but secondly, and I think I've said it on other podcasts, you know, in, in the past, but. You know, for everything that I enjoy as far as like media or a good story or, or whatever, I almost 
invariably like it more when I'm like, all right, I've watched, uh, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger. Mandy, do you want to watch this? And she's never seen it before. And I'm sitting on the couch 90 degrees from the TV staring at her while she's watching it or, or you know, and, and I'm sure it's the same with with kids. You know, I mean, at this point, Jack doesn't have the attention span to really sit down and watch a feature film. You know, I mean, he likes his little songs and and, and, what, and whatnot. But, you know, when he gets to that point and, and sharing the stuff that I love with them, and it sounds like it's the same for, for you, you know, with 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 your kids and, and probably stuff you share with Sandy as well, where it's, you know, I enjoy the thing, but I enjoy sharing it maybe even more. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a perfect analogy. It really is because remember when we were talking about to kind of flashback to an old episode, uh, we, we did kind of our postmortem of the dream theater show. Mm, yeah. And I was saying that like, that's not a show that I actively would have gone and been like, damn, I got to get tickets to go see these guys in concert. Um, and it wasn't one of those shows where it was like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to go see. But like, I enjoyed it because one musically, they were just incredibly talented, but two, I saw how much you were enjoying it. Like that, that's what was awesome for me. It's like, I'm one of those people that like, you know how some, like the joke is like from friends, Joey, Joey doesn't share food. Um, I, I, Sandy says that Sandy's like, Sandy doesn't share food. And like, <laughs> um, I'm the exact opposite. I, I'm the type of person that if I have something that I'm eating and I enjoy it, I want to share it with other people because I want them to share in the enjoyment. So if I have a piece of pizza and the other person got a sandwich, I'd be like, dude, you got to try a piece of this pizza. Like and I, it's, I, I want the enjoyment to be shared amongst everybody. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's totally, I think it's an adult thing. I think as you get older, you start realizing that like you want to share your enjoyment with others and not just keep it to yourself. And on the flip side of that, and and here's dirty little secret reveal time. I always feel a tremendous amount of anxiety when somebody recommends something to me, whether it's a place to eat or a movie or a show or a band or whatever, because I feel obligated to like it. And then I'm like, oh, no, how do I actually listen or enjoy or eat this thing? Because now it's like, do I actually like it or do I just like it because I want to like it? Or what if I don't like it? And then I don't, what do I say? You know, that kind of stuff, because it goes back to the thing you and I have said a billion times was like, well, you and I both want people to like us, you know, yeah. uh, the thing we've, we've always kind of had. And so when people recommend stuff to me, I'm always like, oh, God, <laughs> here we go. Here's a quagmire of emotions that are about to happen because um, I never know what the outcome is going to be. Um, but. I'm like you, I love to be the sharer. And it's not because I necessarily think I have a better taste than anyone else. It's not like I'm sitting here thinking like, well, I'm a connoisseur of all this stuff. And what I think is the right opinion. Like, it's not that kind of thing. It's more of a, you know, it's easier to give than to receive for me on that stuff. I yeah. don't know. I, I hear you. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, honestly, like I will... I'm also the type of person, like if somebody rec recommends something to me, I I'm not afraid to tell them boldly how I felt about it. You know, hey, did you watch this movie? I did. And it was garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and I guess, yeah, I mean, maybe I yeah. should clarify a little bit. Like at this point, yeah. you know, stuff that like the people on our site and our podcast, yeah. like we can all be pretty clear with each other on, on certain things. You know, you know what? Uh, true crime stuff, just not my cup of tea. Hey, if you bring a mafia movie my way, guess what? I've said on numerous occasions, not, not really my thing, so I'm probably not going to watch the thing you mentioned. 
But I also really appreciate all of your guys' opinion on things too. Yeah. And you have started to open some doors to me that that I never thought would be opened um, and, and enjoyed some things that I never thought I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of that, too. But it still always comes back to like, man, I don't want to let Mike down and tell him this thing that he really likes is I got not yeah. good. <laughs> well, here, let's 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 delve into that a little bit. What's something that I've recommended to you that you're like, I don't know if I really like this. And you're like, you know what? I'll give this a shot. And you're like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Oh, that's actually pretty good. I thought you were going to say I blew you off and just completely ignored it entirely. <laughs> um, hmm, put me on the spot there. I'm trying to think of one specifically. Yeah. Um, oh, I think uh, the freaking band. Um, oh, why am I blanking on their name? The freaking death metal band um, that you're always using. You're like, I like Billy Joel all the way up to these guys. Um, oh, oh, my God. I just listened to them oh, today. Oh, Children of Bodom. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I like metal, but yeah. I tend to like more melodic stuff. And they're definitely on like the black metal, death metal side of things. But yeah, that kind of really opened up for me. Now I listen to a little bit more of that outside of them, but just in the genre too. Yeah. Um, so that's something where I was like, I don't know, man. But yeah, I actually kind of like they're in my like super heavy metal playlist when I need to that I listen to when I don't want to hear anyone at work and need to work fast. That's what I that playlist is what I put on. And they are in heavy rotation there now. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if I was, um, again, going back to our, our, our original theme of uh, episode one, if I was a professional athlete and it's like game seven of the World Series and I have to get pumped up to go out there, uh, I'm listening to um, Are You Dead Yet? Or If You Want Peace, Prepare for War by Children of Bodom. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and actually the other thing I just used in that, in that little uh, brain jogging session, Billy Joel. Like... I had heard his hits. I was yeah. familiar with him, but I yeah. never cared about his catalog outside of Piano Man or, you know, We Didn't Stir the Fire or what, you know, whatever hit you want. And when you started talking, and this was back in the day a little bit about Allentown yeah. and, and the storytelling aspect of that. Um, and also, it didn't hurt that it's kind of in my backyard a little bit, but yeah, right. like the actual city of Allentown. Um, but just like the way you talked about him and the way, um, you know, his music kind of meant a little bit to you and your family. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that was kind of like, you know what? I think I really am going to give him a, a, his whole catalog, like a true, honest listen. And then one day I was working from home um, and I just listened to like, I don't know, six or seven of his albums. And I, I was texting you back and forth about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, dang, dude, like I knew he was pretty good. But some of these songs, like, man, I, I have been sleeping on Billy Joel for some time. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Like he he did he did a song. It's called "Goodnight Saigon," and it's all about the Vietnam War. And that one is, whew, man, that is a gut wrencher. But like that dude, yeah. You want to talk about storytelling? Like I think that he tells the story better than than anybody else. And you know, hands down. And that's awesome. I'm I'm really glad that 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 was something that I was able to, um, kind of bring to the table, as far as like something that kind of opened your eyes. I'll tell you what. I had been to the city of Pittsburgh before I met you and I thought it was cool. Like I had seen PNC park and I was like, this is a dope place, man. You know, this is pretty cool. But like, it was just, it was just another place. You know, it was just a, it was just a thing. It was just a, it was just a cool thing. And like, honestly, it could have been any city cause I love baseball and I would have been happy, but like getting to know you and getting to know more people that are friends with you, um, and, and getting to know more about the city. Like I, I've, I've grown to appreciate it more. And, so mine is less 
you know, concrete than yours. You're giving me actual examples of things. You're like, you know, here's music that you've turned me on to. Mine is just like, it, it's the city. Like, I feel like if something came up and like we moved, we had to move to Pittsburgh, I would be okay with that. Even though I hate your sports teams, um, I would be, it's not even actually the only one that I don't like is the Penguins, but like, I you got a good reason for that yeah. one. That's a little different. The other, you know, the football yeah. and the baseball teams are not really rivals. Yeah. So I would, I would be okay being a Steelers fan. I could be okay with that. Same thing with the Pirates. I'd be okay with being a Pirates fan. I would still root for my teams, but I would, I would be okay like going to a game and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like just a, just an appreciation for the area, and like I'm at, as you know about me, like one of my things is like I love telling stories, but I love learning more about people. And like getting to come up there for your wedding and meeting your your folks and like kind of getting to see more. I honestly think that maybe I was meant to be like an investigative journalist or like somebody who's a writer who like does biographies and stuff like that, because I love knowing about people and why they are who they are and what makes them tick. And like meeting your brother and meeting your dad and realizing like how like relentless your dad is in the paint when it comes to basketball and like how how ridiculous your brother is about draining three pointers over people like it just kind of paint it paints this more like this deeper picture of who you are and like how you grew up and like it's it's hard to to explain to people a lot why I'm interested in that and some people are like oh that's really weird why you want to know all this detailed information for no other reason than I just love stories and like I, I like knowing who people are and why they are the way they are and, and where they came from. And that that's really like the thing that I've taken away the most from you is like, I feel like I'm almost like part of your family, like because I've gotten to know things that most other people probably just on a surface level would never know. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely know more about me than I, I would say probably almost anyone at, at my job. Um you know, and I, I've been working there for two years, but it's just yeah. because, you know, I, I feel like we're close and, you know, you can open up a little bit more with your friend um, yeah. and then record that and let anyone listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the, sharing uh, our lives with the world, Steve. Yeah. But the um, yeah, the, the whole thing about it being like the area and like, I don't want to say the Western PA culture, even though that's technically what it is. But um yeah, that's that's I never even want to would contextualize that because that's another one I, I could I could steal from you and turn right back around. Like, I mean, everyone in the in the country knows generally Washington, D.C., you know, the area that you're in. But like you're not in D.C., you're in Virginia. And I don't think a lot of people outside of that area really know or care about the difference. You know, they just think like eh, everything in that kind of Virginia area is D.C., right? Uh, no, it turns out. And even if I didn't necessarily live there and kind of learn that, you know, just talking to you and learning like, uh, you know, the different areas and the different cultures. And then, you know, we, we love these teams, but like, eh, I kind of like some Baltimore teams and I, I can't stand the, the, the Washington football team and all this stuff. And, you know, just learning, like, you're, you're absolutely right. Like learning the nuance of where somebody lives. Like I think about right now, like, I don't know a single human being who lives in uh, Wyoming. Um, yeah. What uh, what's it like? What's it actually like there? Um, and until you actually meet someone and talk about them and like really learn about it, you know, I guess you just kind of think of it as one big square state that nothing happens in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. That's that's a really good point, man. Of just learning not just about the person, but all the surrounding elements that make up who they are is that's pretty deep, buddy. Yeah, man. And it's 
to to even expound upon that further, it's it, like with Yuli because he's a little bit older than us, learning like how he grew up uh, and where he grew up. He grew up in New Jersey. Like with MC, like he's a little bit younger than us, but not much. Like the same thing. Like and also, I mean, like let, let's not you know beat around the bush here. Like these are two African American uh, men that grew up differently than we did. And for me, that's I, I want to know how. I don't want to just assume that everybody's the same because they're not now granted underneath of it all. We are all the same, you know, like, you know, speaking like we're all humans. But what I mean is, is like not everybody has the same experiences growing up. Mm -hmm. And it's that's what I love hearing that. I love hearing about how other people grew up and hearing how different things were, but also too these veins of, 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 a similarity that we all have these all like shared cultural experiences that we have. And it's, GGR has given me this opportunity to really learn more about that and 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 see more of that than than I ever thought I would. And as we gain more people and as we gain more followers and we gain more writers and things like that, it's just it's cool that we're going to get to hear these stories more often. And I just I can't wait for for what we're going to what we're going to be able to show everybody and what we're going to be able to do. Uh, Cause I want to get the, um, I want to get her name is Aaron and I want to say it's Scott is the other guy's name. Let me look it up. Um, but they are the podcast team from, um, from, um, I just lost the name of the damn show and this is going to make me feel like a jerk. Uh, Ficklist. Yeah. From Ficklist. Um, I want to have them on the show. Alan is his name. So Alan and Aaron, I want to have them on because they're passionate about like fan fiction and it comes through. But not only that, they're theater, theater folk. And I know that sounds stupid, but like there's something cool about theater folk. And you and I have talked about it and it's part of who we are here at GGR. The diner are the best conversations, but like theater folk after every show, everybody, everybody goes to a diner. And they all hang out and they they gush about the show and stuff like that. And I was explaining it to Aaron. I was like, you know, we actually even call our shows the diner because we have these awesome conversations. And she goes, oh, my God, like after every show. And I was like, exactly. And she got it. It's it's that shared cultural experience. Everybody understands that. And I, I just love that we've got this like it seems like it's niche. It seems like it's a small thing. But it's we're, we're starting to find out that a lot of people feel and think the same way. And it's it's awesome, man. It's just like it's I, I couldn't be happier with 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 where this is going and and what we're what we're saying to the world. And instead of what could there, we've talked about, it. you know, there's so many other websites that are just like they'll say inflammatory things um, just to get the page views and things like that. And it's that's just not us. And it's working and it's awesome. Yeah, I'd rather have 10 people reading stuff that we actually care about than 10,000 people clicking on it just because we said the right combination of words. Yeah, agreed. Um, 100% agreed. But I think that'll do it for us, man. This was this was good. It's always fun to just kind of like reminisce and, and just talk us, you know, like. Shoot the shit. Yeah. Exactly. So to it's use that. To have those days. <laughs> yeah, right. To, to, use, to use the diner parlance, we're going to go ahead and pay our tab and uh, we're going to hit the road here, guys. Uh, thanks again to all of you for turning in and listening and for sharing what we do and for reading our awesome content that we've got. Uh, we'll be back with more. We got lots of great things that we're going to do. In fact, I'm going to be doing an interview with a buddy of mine who was in the army with me. His name is Joe K. Chuck. 
We're going to be talking about his religion. He is a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, I'm literally going to say nothing else about it because I don't know anything about the church. I really don't. And I think it would be unfair for me to try to say anything opinion-wise about it because I want to learn from him. And it's going to be a Mike on the Mic episode. It'll be very reminiscent of what I did when I spoke to um, the imam last year about what it is you know, to be uh, a Muslim, to, to practice Islam. And it's something I want to do more of because it's as, as somebody who is Jewish and identifies as being Jewish, um, I've been trying to be more Jewish, <laughs> more Jewy, if you will, and actually celebrate holidays that I've never celebrated before. And I you're just, allowed to say that I'm not allowed to say what you just said. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, most likely not, but it's, that's our word, Steve. Um, it's, I, we we did um, Rosh Hashanah, which is the the Jewish New Year, and I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know how to celebrate it, so I looked it up online, and we kind of made our own little Lunsford tradition where it's to ring in the New Year and to have a quote unquote sweet New Year. You're supposed to eat apples with honey and bread with honey, and then you're supposed to have wine. And we did that. Jack said apple juice instead of wine, but like we we did that, and I said the little the Kaddish, which is the little prayer. Um, and then Yom Kippur's coming up here pretty soon, which is like the Jewish Day of Atonement. It's essentially similar to um, Lent, except instead of 40 days of fasting to repent your sins, it's one day of fasting and prayer. And then you're either put in the Book of Life, which means you get another year on this this wonderful planet that we live on, or um, y- you don't. And, you know, your time is up, basically. <laughs> And I think there's a, there's a third book, too, where it's just kind of like the, eh, you tried, but not good enough. Why don't you give it a little more effort next time? So I got to do a little more research on that. But, like, it's something that we've talked about before. We're both interested in fact. I mean, you're a, a religious person. I'm not as much, but I'm very interested in it. And it's something we'll talk about more um, on, on future episodes. We'll, we'll go into a little bit more about this. And uh, I'll probably be able to kind of re- report back to you and tell you, like, what I learned about the Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, I mean, is, and now is that that's something you're going to post, right? Is a like a show or? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear it. I mean, I, I love the the discovery and the journey. And I mean, I think we said it when we did our episode called the the heavy stuff. Yeah. And and it was something I said in there where I was like, look, I'm on a truth journey. Like that that's the ultimate thing that that matters here in this life is is what is true and pursuing that truth. Um, and you don't get to just know it by sitting in your room by yourself. You have to go talk to other people. You have to le- st- study, learn. Um, you have to talk to many people of many different areas and backgrounds um, to find out what the truth is. Um, and I think that's a wonderful endeavor that you're talking to all these different people. Um, I also think it's ridiculous that it's been a year since you talked to the mom because it seems like it was a month ago. Uh, and you said it was last year, and I find that to be impossible. <laughs> time does fly, Steve, unfortunately. It, it goes by, there's there's a theory that when you're young, time takes forever, because you are you just feels like, because you haven't experienced much of it, but as you get older, it seems to just go by faster and faster, and that's, boy, is that true, you know? <laughs> like, I, mean, the, I mean, when you think about it, when you're four years old, one year is one quarter of your life. When you're 40 years old, it's only one fortieth of your life. So, um, you know, it's just fractions, man, it's just math. Yeah, exactly. There you go, guys. A little math lesson for you to end up uh, this episode of GGR by Radio. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Steve, thank you, man, for, for always being on this journey with me, dude. It is the the highlight of my week that we get to spend uh, one to two hours 
every week talking about the things that we love. So I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, I'm glad that we're, we're doing this thing that we're doing. Right back at you, dude. I, I mean, I look forward to it every week. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, for all of us here, for James Rambo, for MC Brooks, for our buddy Ulysses E. Campbell with Fantastic Forum, for TK Walker, who she's recording right now. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this. Like we, I'm, I'm gonna pause the the exit here for just a second. Let's give this girl some props, okay? It is not easy for her because she's never done this before and she's recording episodes of a podcast that she has written herself and she's f- trying so hard. And, I, and I'm telling her, I'm like, you just, gotta, you just gotta hit record and figure it out. And once you get some content, we'll work on it, we'll clean it up. And she's she's finally getting to that point. So I couldn't be prouder of her for doing this because not everybody is like me and Steve where we can just talk to anybody. So she's doing like I, the like the true crime. She is. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. that that that's a niche that we definitely you and I don't really have covered in anything. So yeah. I love that. That's just a whole other avenue that someone else is bringing in. Exactly. It, it's going to be dope. I'm super excited about it. And just I'm so proud of her, like for, to go from never podcasting before to coming on and, and hanging out with us knuckleheads. And now she's going to have her own show here soon. It's I can't wait to hear what she has and we'll we'll clean it up. We'll work it out. We'll edit it. It's going to be dope. I can't wait to hear what she ends up coming up with. So so shout out to her for sure. Um, but yeah, as I was mentioning before to all of us at GGR, Um, Pirate Radio. Thank you guys so much for being part of our adventure here on the Great Geek Refuge and we will catch you on the next episode and remember while you're out there this weekend don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles. Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy.